Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Are you ready for some Super Bowl football? Yeah, I am. Are you? I am, because on February the 1st, instead of uh, being in front of a TV watching the Super Bowl, I'll have just gotten off of a plane going into Disney World. <laughs> ah, so you're going to be in the parks uh, witnessing people in Patriots jerseys and Seahawks jerseys hooping and hollering, I guess. Yeah, people who support the team, but not enough to miss out on the mouse. <laughs> but you know, it's cool. I wonder, and you're going to have to report this, I wonder if the, the lines are going to be awesome i mean they're gonna be awesome while you're there anyway mm -hmm. but i wonder if even more so if they're awesome during super bowl time you know what i'm curious about what's that generally the net the very next day after the the quarterback who, or the mvp i should say who wins the super bowl oh yeah he got i'm going to disney world and they have a little parade the very next day well we will be there that week oh cool so well, you're gonna have to report on that i'll have to go out there and i mean i'm sure they do it way early maybe you can make a sign that says hey uh so-and-so, uh, say magic our way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's worth a shot, you know. Um, anyway, guys, this is episode 65 of the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And, dude, how, how's, how are things going, man? How, uh, how's life going for it's, you? It's going very well. I was just getting a sip down when you asked me that question. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, it's going good. It's going okay. Well, it's not going good. It's going okay. It's going. Hopefully, it'll get better this evening as, uh, as, as we go through this and let off some steam for you. I hope so. They're having a little bit of a rough day, but, you know, that just makes you normal. You know, mm -hmm. that's all the podcast listeners like, hey, you know, Danny has a bad day, too. As long as it's nothing permanent. That's right. It's just, uh, it just keep moving forward. But yeah, so if you were following us on social media, I had a fun concert last week that I got hired to play for. And uh, some of the listeners kind of noticed that. Uh, I, I got to play with Randy Newman, man, with the local orchestra. He came in and performed with them. That was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, and I posted pictures. Uh, we played, uh, he had a Toy Story suite uh, that he uh, did. It was basically it's background music that he wrote for the movie. So we got to do a lot of background stuff with that. So. Mm -hmm. And kind of tell when Woody was falling or things were happening. And I think it was a lot of the end music, too, anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of that stuff that you hear uh, um, toward the end there um, in the background. And also, I got to do Friend Like Me, man. It was pretty cool. Not Friend Like Me. What, what's friend and Me. Yeah, Friend and Me. <laughs> what was the other song I was talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think you were talking about you like, never had a friend like me like from Jeannie, Aladdin. Yeah. As opposed to you've got a friend in me from Toy Story. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, I got to play you got a friend in me, man. That, awesome. that was a lot of that was a fun that was a fun one. That was a hoot. Mm. And he did a lot of other, his other songs, you know, from Maverick and on different kinds of shows and different things. I'm disappointed he did not do Jungle. Either. I know, I know. Isn't that crazy? He didn't even do I, I, I Love L.A. He didn't even do that one. Yeah. If if I could have one question to ask Randy Newman, what was that? It would be. Did you ever think that one of your songs would be redone by Snoop Dogg? Because <laughs> when I heard Snoop Dogg redo Jungle Out There, um, it was like, wow, I, I bet you Randy Newman never in his wildest dreams would have ever thought that one of his songs would be hip hop tune. Yeah. Yeah. Remade into a rap song. What? So uh, I was kind of I would love to have been able to ask him that question. Did you get to interact with him at all or? No, first of all, he's one very laid back dude, and mm -hmm. he seems like you're, you know, a regular. He's old, much older, much older, very laid back guy. And after he was done rehearsing, he just went back and, you know, went to his room and just did his thing. So I, I, he was just kind of kept to himself mostly. Mm -hmm. I didn't really see him interact too much, only because, you know, I, I don't know, I guess he had to 
uh, go retire or, or sit somewhere because <laughs> it took a lot of work for him. You know, he, he forgets some lyrics and stuff and everything else. And he admit, he admits that he does. It was funny. He did one song and he did the same verse twice <laughs> and he stopped the song and he ended it, you know, and he's like, asked the audience, did I, did I sing the same thing twice? And the audience is like, yeah. So then he just started right back up and sang the next verse and stuff. It was, <laughs> you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to, you know, it's kind of hard, especially in that situation. Cause he's, kind of far away i sent you a picture and that was from my setup yeah and so I was, i'm way in the back so by the time i could get up to him you know he, he had a, like a throng of people and stuff and you know he had his i guess his handler i don't know if it was his daughter or his wife or his agent or assistant or something like that mm-hmm. kind of get him going so that's that's if it was a more intimate setting i would have been i would have tried to got you know talk to him but it just this is a little bit more of a grander scale i guess so Get him oh, to kind well. of show the ID. Or yeah, I know like that would have been nice to do that. Maybe, maybe I'll run into him another time and get the chance to talk to him. Had I known that I was going to get hired, man, I would totally try to plan an interview or something. That would have been cool. That would have to see, you know, how he got hooked up with all that and you know got hired and how he came up with the songs and stuff. Just kind of a little background because that would have been neat. Yeah, it would have. I mean, like I knew he sung a couple of songs in Toy Story, but I didn't know he did all the background music too. Yeah, I didn't realize it either. But yeah, there it was. We're sitting there playing it, so that was kind of neat. But you know, it's always it's always interesting to know how they come up that because you know uh, you uh, you've got a friend in me and that that song's be around forever now mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that that toy story franchise especially with the new toy Story coming out and all that kind of business uh in the ride it's just you know it, it's it's going to be around for a good long time and it's always going to be attributed to him you know one of those things yeah and that's all you can ask for in this life is to be remembered after you're gone for something that you accomplished exactly you know and so hopefully this podcast will do that for us <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we will see um, but I, right off the bat, before we get in, into Flim Flam, I just want to remind listeners, hey, guys, man, if you can't leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you download our shows. So if it's like Stitcher or iTunes or something or Blueberry, man, that'll do nothing but help us. SoundCloud, soon we'll, we'll, I'm going to start posting our back shows so you don't have to download them. You can just, if you get the SoundCloud app and everything else, you can start with episode one and listen to our improvement. I'd be curious to listen back to these old shows and see how it went because I intend to go back and make uh, uh, interactive, uh, enhanced uh, show notes. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to go back to that and hopefully find the articles if they're still around. It's only been two years, so maybe mm-hmm. they're still around and link to those articles and find some pictures and stuff that we've been talking about. So uh, the listeners and uh, can kind of get caught up, especially the new ones that haven't been with us uh, since show one, like Lee, you know, <laughs> Lee's Brown since show one, but, uh, and I'm sure there's others out there, but um, you know, it's just a case, you know, just download the SoundCloud app. It'd be very easy. I'll post those up and it'll be slow coming. Cause I'm, it's almost like I'm doing two shows a week. So I'm going to do our weekly show that's current and repost the old show and redo the notes for all that kind of business. So Hopefully you guys have checked out magicourway.com and checked out our enhanced show notes so you can see the articles and formulate your own opinions and see the pictures that we talk about. And uh, hopefully, man, you'll want to share those thoughts with us. So, you know, uh, we'll review all the ways to get in touch with us. But, man, I've talked enough. And this has been a while since I've done an intro this long. So, man, let's end the flim flam and the jibber jabber and head on to the queue. first things up man on the last show we forgot to give a shout out to ken story who is at kl story that story with an e he gave us a retweet on twitter we definitely appreciate that he referenced another show mk pony and he's he referenced our particular show episode 63 which had to deal with uh, disney customer service 
So now he's got, you know, y'all, if y'all follow us on Twitter, you can definitely check that out and see what he was, uh, wrote. I guess I could read it. You think I should read it? Sure. I got, I'll go ahead and read it. He says, if the year-end review by MK Pony wasn't enough to convince you that Disney has changed, listen to this week's Magic Our Way, episode 63. Wow. That's what he posted. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he's referring to uh, to what you call it, the, uh, the, the family got booted off the cruise ship. Oh, I don't know. Or I wonder the, what uh, part. I guess I should ask him to specify, maybe. We, we should have, like, the, if it was a family that booted off the cruise ship or the tragic story of my daughter's Christmas present. Yeah. Well, you know, he did reference the year-end review by MK Pony, so I'm curious to know if MK Pony has a show. And if so, I'm, oh, maybe it's a blogger. It looks like I just pulled up the, uh, the thing. It looks like it's a blogger. So I'm curious to read it and then check it out. Maybe we'll follow up on this next week's show and, and get you guys more information on it mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what this is all about but if you want to go ahead and find us on that twitter that you know just pull up our wall or i don't know if they call it a wall on twitter but if you just click on our name all our tweets could pop out and you'll see ken stories a uh, little announcement there because uh, i retweeted and everything else so uh I'd be curious to see, uh, maybe we can all explore this and, and and enjoy the adventure together all right so good news the queue over at peter pan's flight just got interactive hey, hey. How about that? And in the background, you're hearing the video that WWE News Today posted uh, on the 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows a little preview, the first test of the interactive queue in Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. So you've been able to walk around Wendy's bedroom and you saw pictures of the family on the wall and stuff. Well, now you're going to be able, your your shadows at least, will be able to uh, manipulate bells that are hanging. Um, Which I think you can hear. Yes. But actually, that's Tinkerbell. Look at the video. And guys, we'll post this video link up, uh, and you can watch it on our website, so you can check it out. But uh, yeah, you can definitely interact with Tinkerbell. That's one of the things, or at least <laughs> that bell. I don't know if there's, there's. Did you say actual bells? <laughs> well, no. There's shadows of bells that hang above y- your shadow, oh. and your shadow is touching the shadow bells, and there's shadow butterflies. And then when you turn, you get to the bedroom area where Tink's just flying all around, and it's kind of a 3D effect that makes it look like she's kind of you know yeah. flying in front of you. Uh, so it's not just Tinker Bell, but it's actual. Oh, I see it. I see the video now. Yeah, I'm looking at it. That's cool. Oh, my kids will freaking go are. nuts over that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they go lower down. Yeah, for the low of the child, the, the bells actually come down to them. Oh, uh, look at that. Pretty neat. So, so your shadow interacts with the shadow of the bells. Right. Now and I don't are, know if they manipulate your shadow, but they're definitely manipulating the shadows of the bells. <laughs> that is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like an Xbox 360 on steroids. Yeah. Oh look, yeah, there's a guy in there, and you can totally see it's his shadow, and oh, they're the butterflies. Yeah, this is just cool, listeners. I'm gonna, you got to watch this video while we're talking. So, and then uh, once you go out of the room, I guess like uh, Tinkerbell sprinkles pixie dust all over you. Oh yeah. So you walk through a corridor where there's pixie dust everywhere, and if you clap, you, the 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 pixie dust starts spreading everywhere. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that part of the video, I kind of fast forward a little bit. Yep. Yeah, you have to get towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's Tinkerbell. You can kind of hear in the background. Which makes sense because when you get, when you ah. hop on the ride, you oh, see that? How cool is that? That makes sense because once you get on the ride, you're flying. Yeah. And how could you fly if you hadn't been sprinkled with pixie dust yet? That's true. You're sprinkled. You So this makes total sense. I like it. And, you know, uh, still, it, it's a long time to stand in line for a ride that lasts about two minutes. This is true, yeah. Um, that is way cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the scene with this pixie dust. My kids are going to go nuts. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, I like it. That's the end of the video. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully by the time you get down there and I get down there, we'll get a chance to uh, witness that ourselves 
uh, and hopefully it's in like soft openings, you know, the, the interactive queue. So I'll be curious to do that. Yeah, uh, I, I, that was one of the more uninteresting cues. <laughs> the, yeah. That wraparound wait that went for an hour with nothing to look at. Yeah, the the old timey switchbacks. Yeah, you know? when you had to stand in line for Peter Pan's flight, and again, for all for all that for a ride that lasted about two minutes, trying to keep your kid calm that entire time. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. You can still run into those in Disneyland, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't think they have room to put it, but maybe I could be wrong. But I wouldn't mind them leaving that one alone and changing ours. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just a thought. You know, there's cause there's some nostalgia. Now, granted, if it moves, it's great. There's some nostalgia in the old switchbacks. I don't know why. I used to love, well, as I was a kid, jumping, you know, I'll kind of hurdle, not hurdle, but, you know, I'd just kind of straddle the, the switchbacks and just kind of scoop myself along like that instead of just plain old walking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I put my hand on one rail and another hand on the other rail and just kind of jump, kind of leap. You were that or, annoying kid in line that were bumping into people, weren't you? <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I situated myself between my parents because I didn't want to hit anybody I, I didn't know because I was, you know, I, I didn't want to talk to strangers then. <laughs> Stranger danger, right? Exactly. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, this looks like fun. And if any of you listeners have already experienced this because they did a test run on the 18th, so maybe they've done a several more. Today's the 21st. That recording, man, we'd love to hear your review of the interactive queue. All right, so Pirates, man, this just came out a few days ago, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have already heard it, but Pirate of the Caribbean, Pirate of the Caribbean, there's more than one pirate, there's Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> uh, is expected to close for an extensive refurbishment later this year. And so I'm reading this article from www.magic.com, and it just says that the Pirates of the Caribbean is going to go down sometime during the summer and probably be closed all the way through the end of 2015. Apparently, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, old ride structural kind of things that they have to fix. Um, like I'm reading the article and it says, uh, Pirates of Caribbean experiencing a number of show and ride system issues that require a lengthy closure. Uh, there's animatronic issues, there's show audio problems, there's continuing issues with the boats taking on water, which is crazy. I can't even imagine that. You spring a leak. Um, <laughs> the, the hairs on the guy are falling out all over the place. So I guess you got to replace. No, that's not in the article, but I figure that could happen. That you know? foot, that foot that, that hangs down. I could picture the hairs of that, that foot falling on I know. Me. Eventually that latex or whatever has got to be melting under some kind of heat. <laughs> and so maybe you actually can reach out and touch the foot. I don't know. Maybe that's bad. Um, you know, uh, maybe they actually, uh, somebody got the redhead. Who knows? <laughs> you know, maybe there's a lot of things that are happening. Maybe that ghost and pirates. Oh, there you go. You know, that that's what it is. You know, so now they got to fix all the things. It must be gremlins. It's got to be. It's got to be gremlins, you know. So. Well, you know, it, it, it. I can't wait to see. I mean, this, this this description paints a really poor portrait of what it looks like right now over there. I can't wait to see if, it, if it's actually that bad. Well, let's think, sir. They close it down for this length of refurbishment. The trend has been interactive cues. Do you think they're going to put an interactive cue in that sucker? That was my suspicion until I read all of the problems that existed within, uh, yeah, you know, within pirates and pirates. To me, I mean, that was one of the things where we talked about that like a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, I kind of figured that that was the way things were going. And at the time, there was some construction taking place in there, and it turns out it was for that pirates uh, interactive. Uh, game that they do, kind of like the sources of the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, right. Um, yeah, I can't remember the Adventureland thing. Right, and, and that's what it turned out to be. But I thought that's what they were doing. They were prepping for an interactive queue. But pirates, if you think about it, I mean, 
it used to be to, to where I kind of felt like the queue was sort of interactive. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was one of the more detailed cues that you could see. I mean, yeah. you would look down, you'd see the skeletons playing chess, the yeah. cannonballs. The, um, oh, there was one point where you get to this cave and the pirates are talking and you're trying to peer over to see if you can look into the cave yeah, yeah. to see them speaking. So, I mean, it's like there were elements that I remember standing in line and I don't remember having to be in a very long line for pirates anytime recently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were elements to the queue that I kind of found to be, um, interactive yeah. as a child. I looked forward to it. It was definitely part of the story. It kind of built you up to the whole mystique. It's like, okay, what happened to these pirates and mm -hmm. you know, why are there skeletons playing chess and all this kind of business? And I, I admittedly admit that I admittedly admit, I freely <laughs> admit that I always wanted to touch out, touch the cannons and stuff and play around in the cannons, but that probably, you know, frowned upon by my parents, yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, I like the queue. Uh, would you want an interactive queue? Not really. I'd wish I just put the money into more attractions or updating attractions or plusing attractions or whatever you need. I mean, the interactive element of the queue. I mean, it's kind of like they're just, and I think we've talked about this before, but yeah. it's like they're plugging in all this money to say like, look, we, we don't really want to increase the number of attractions to lessen the wait times yeah. at others. So what we're going to do is make your wait time more bearable a, a little bit more bearable by giving you something to to tinker with that'll hold your attention for a couple of minutes an attraction within attraction exactly <laughs> but not even really an attraction kind of like a silly little game yeah i mean it's yeah. nothing that you're going to be disappointed about when you have to move on from yeah um you know like a gym washing station i mean really i mean i i don't know that that the seashell game with Ariel, that looked kind of lame to me. Uh, I never really did that one. No. Because the lines have usually been to where I, I bypass a lot of the interactive stuff, unfortunately. Well, and that's the thing. I'm kind of curious to check it out. Pirates has always been, now, I can't speak for what it's like during the summer, but Pirates has always been one of those things that you kind of breeze through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Haunted Mansion to, is like that to an extent. Yeah. I mean, you know, they even tell you, it's like, you can go this way, this way to, straight to the, uh, the attraction. This is the fast way. And this is the fun way. Yeah. You can bypass it if you want. Right. To. Um, which way do you usually take? I usually go and, and look at all the different elements in the, in yeah. the, uh, yeah, because it's not really that much of a difference in wait time. I like looking at the different elements in the, uh, in the graveyard. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. I like doing that myself. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, uh, I'm curious to see what happens, you know? Uh, oh, here's another thought I had. Would you want them to replace the animatronics with the newer ones? Mm. Or would that take away from the, uh, the classic attraction thing? Hmm. You know? And then by the new ones, listeners, I'm talking about, you know, the latest animatronics that have come out are the ones that are in the seven doors mind train. And if you watch any video, I mean, they're pretty darn good. You know? Well, I want the ones in Pirates to keep their faces. I don't like the... Um, I mean, I think it works for the Seven Dwarfs, although I haven't mm -hmm. seen it up close and personal yet myself. I, Which you will soon. Hopefully. Mm, yep. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, it will soon. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to go ahead and, and, and check that out to see for myself how that, how that holds up. But I kind of like the idea of the pirates maintaining their look. Right. Maybe a little bit more animated would be fine, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that could be cool, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, you know, Walt always said he didn't want it to be a museum. Mm -hmm. So if they did keep their look but they ha it had enhanced movements, I don't think that would bother me. Yeah. 
you know, I, especially since yeah, Walt, probably if he was around, uh, Mr. Disney or whatever, because you know, I'm not on a first name basis with the dude, but, <laughs> you know, if he were around, he probably would have had that, you know, he probably would have replaced animatronics year after year after they came out with something better. You know? Oh, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. You know? Yeah. So, because he'd, he'd want his story told in the most, in the in most bestest, in the most bestest way ever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to use terrible English, but anyway, I digress and we shall move on. So, Danny, in Disney Springs, we got Morimoto's Asia in the landing and the Boathouse. Those three restaurants that are coming, man. They just announced recently of a couple of new stores that are coming down to the Disney Springs complex, which you will see before I do. Are you going to make plans to visit and check out the improvements down there or... You know, do you normally do that on trips? Do you go to? We generally do one evening over at Downtown Disney. This one, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, It's going to depend on. um, Oh, you going? You're going with your grandma, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Or your wife's grandma. Yeah. Right. She's in her 80s, and so um, we're a little bit worried about her being able to get around so well. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that when, if there's a time when she can kind of take it easy and stay in the room. Yeah. And then maybe Anna and I can go ahead and go look at it. Uh, explore a little bit, Explore, maybe, maybe possibly do that. Yeah. If she's got the energy to do it, sure. But I have a feeling we might be cutting down our um, cutting down our travels as best as possible. <laughs> I got you. Just say, okay, well, yeah, you know, I can totally understand that. And so, uh, so this will be fun. This will be a good, fun experience, family experience for you guys. That's and, the hope. Yeah, that's hope. Well, we'll definitely look forward to a trip report there. Um, but anyway, let's talk about some of the stores that are coming through. Let's see if any of these excite you, man. Um, Apex by Sunglass Hut, which is a range of high-end sunglasses with a focus on sports from the uh, Luxottica group. I'm quoting Ray-Ban, including Ray-Ban, Oakley, Maui, Jim, and more. Does that excite you? Absolutely not. You don't want to buy sunglasses at Apex? No, I buy sunglasses generally outside the park when we go in. Like, yeah, they're usually you know, cheaper, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're cheaper, and it feels like you're kind of getting like a real like Disney souvenir. And I end up like with four or five of them in the house. So I always forget where they are, and I'll st- oh look, there's my Disney sunglasses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you're looking at Brickley and your sunglasses fall into the lagoon, I guess you'd probably have to get some sunglasses. Though. That is true. Would you get them there? Or would you go off property <laughs> or go to the gift shop, which probably isn't any better. You know what? I probably wouldn't worry about it all that much. <laughs> there you go. All right. The next shop, we got Javiana's, which is designer flip-flops, including a station where guests can create their own flip-flops. Javiana's are actually a Brazilian company. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, they wear a lot of flip-flops down here. And Javiana's, you know, they call them Hawaiian. It translates to Hawaiian. So I'm familiar with these brand of flip-flops. You can pretty much find them anywhere. Uh, you can find probably find them in, in Miami. You know, it's like the beach thing to wear. It's like the thing that the Brazilians do and wear. And they're actually quite comfortable. You know, it's a flip-flop. Mm-hmm. Does that excite you? Not at all. Okay. It's a flip-flop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> You know, that's, I've, I've got Javianas from Brazil. So, it's I mean, it's just another flip-flop brand. You know, I don't know if it's anything like uh, members only or uh, what's, what's that thing that a lot of people wear, uh, the winter stuff that people wear. Um, oh, man, what'd you call it? I can't remember it. Uh, never mind. Somebody's screaming at their iPods right now saying, it's this, but I can't remember exactly what that. I'm not even sure what you're referring to. It's like the winter jackets and the ski outfits and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, that, okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do. And I but... can't think about it. But anyway, uh, scream at your iPod as you will. I won't hear it. You can email me or send me a speak pipe, but you know what I'm talking about. All right. So next thing, the art of shaving, sir. We're men. <laughs> the high-end shaving and grooming supply store. Uh-huh. How about that? 
Yeah, no, I'm just not feeling that. How You're about you? Um, I have I have a brand that works fine. Yeah, I've I've never gone into my local uh, pharmacy store, my your CVSs, your Rite Aid, your Walgreens, or what have you, and said, I just don't see more <laughs> high end selection in my shaving choices. I I'm sorry. I same thing with flip flops. Flip flops to me are something that you buy that. They're yeah. going to wear out soon. You're not really looking for flip-flops that are going to be there for you for multiple years. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, you know, the cool thing between Brazilian Havianas and the and the stores here in the States is that you'll find American-sized feet. Mm. <laughs> I had trouble finding my size shoe because I guess most of them have little feet or something. I don't know. Hmm. But I had trouble buying Havianas down there. But when I got back here and I discovered they were selling them here, starting to open stores here, mm-hmm. I guess I have a better look. I don't know. I don't know if I'd spend the money on it. Since like I'm go to Target and buy cheap flip flops, but you know if you're into Havianas and uh, and shaving with good stuff, then by all means go for it. The next store we got Sanuk Creatively Inspired Shoes. That's it. <laughs> Does that excite you? Canuck or Sanuk? I, I said Canuck. I might say Sanuk. I meant. You I meant just Sanuk. offended all of our Canadian listeners. I'm, I'm sorry, sure. guys. Uh, it's Sanuk. Sanuk. Uh, now, if you're Canadian, you have creatively inspired shoes. I mean, you're you're cool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of good there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about wow? A- these are really terrible <laughs> stores. I know. Uh, if not your feet, dude, how about your hats? Chapel hats, hats and headwear. This is like high end stuff that you don't really care about. <laughs> yeah. well, at least we don't. I mean, uh, maybe there's some listeners maybe that actually is. really dig this. And if you do, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, a couple other things: Soundline headphones, earbuds, speakers, wireless music players, and other digital sound and music products. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And the last one, this is kind of cool, actually. I don't mind this. Aaron McKenna's Bakery NYC, which is a gluten-free vegan bakery from the creator of Baby Cakes NYC, which used to be right by um, El Pollo Loco. Okay. You know, so I'm okay. She has her finally her own store, not within the same complex of El Pollo Loco. So nice. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm glad to see that she's back. You know, I know she was very popular with the from NYC Baby Cakes or just Baby Cakes when it was in downtown Disney. And I actually like, I like the baby, I like the cupcakes. You know, they're gluten free. Didn't really bother me. It's not like it's sugar free. <laughs> um, but no, anyway, seriously, no. I'm glad to see that Erin's got her own store, and and you know she's not attached to anything else. So that's out of this entire list. And I, you know, they ended up with the one one thing that I'm actually looking forward to, and I, I can't wait to go check out is Erin's store over there. Um. Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> have you had it a baby cake? Have you have you when well, Pollo Loco was there? Did you did you try a baby cake? No. Really? Oh, they're actually quite excellent. You should give it a shot. Uh, you know, look, hey, hey I, I wouldn't rule it out. It's not like a you know, like you said, of everything that I, I've seen on there, that does sound like something to where it's like, okay, that's not so bad. Yeah. I just don't know that. Um, yeah, I would make a special trip over there just to see it. Well, anyway, listeners, if you're looking forward to any of these other stores, man, please let us know and let us know why. Because uh, we, I mean, we'd love to share it with the uh, listeners. Because I mean, this is only our opinions, and we'd love to address the opinions of. Uh, there's, I know there's the, the listeners have a wide range of opinions, uh, so we definitely would love to address that and hear from you guys. So I mean, you know, don't take our words as gospel. This is just me and Danny just speaking our mind. That's why I did a show because I have my own thoughts, <laughs> and Danny <laughs> has his own thoughts. Yeah. So, and we want you guys to share your own thoughts, and you know, we want y'all to be the platform for our show. So. I mean, we want you, uh, our show to be the platform for you guys to uh, free speak your mind, man. We're the soapbox for you guys. Yeah, and if if we're not disagreeing with each other enough, because like one of us should be maybe should be arguing for the Sunglass Hut or whatever they called that. What was it called? Um, uh, Apex. Apex. Maybe I'll I'll think that if y'all are prepared to take the opposite viewpoint, because yeah, Kevin and I 
uh, we seem to be on the same page on this one. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let us know. Because maybe some of these stores exist in other markets that we're not aware of. And so maybe it's actually a really good thing. So, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it. All right, that's enough of reality, man. Let's delve into a little bit of fantasy, which might become reality. In this case, we're going to the hub segment. And I hope the way I closed that last segment made sense, because if not, oh, well, I did it three times and that's what came out. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, we're talking about fantasy that might be coming reality or might actually will be coming reality. We're talking about the plans for New Arendelle coming to the Norway Pavilion. Okay, the frozen uh, thing that we everybody's been talking about. Disney finally published plans for the New Arendelle talking about what's going to happen. Um, we, this came out maybe a couple weeks ago and we haven't had a chance to, or maybe a week ago, we probably haven't chance to really talk about it on our show. So we want to kind of take the hub segment to kind of talk about this kind of perfect. We could talk about what they're saying and maybe something that we can go in a different direction and hopefully what we would expect, or if we're expecting anything, or we could take this in any different direction, which is why we're in the hub. Uh, but anyway, uh, kind of paraphrase from the article, and this article is from Stitch Kingdom, and we'll post a link to their article in there. But, you know, they're one of many people that have posted articles on this particular uh, attraction. So um, you can, uh, this is just one of the articles that we're referencing because it kind of gives a good detail uh, as far as everything that's happening. Um, they, they pretty much entitle it, you know, the perpetual hot button top, not title it, but they started out the perpetual hot button topic of Walt Disney world fans is what the next pavilion at Epcot's world showcase will be. Will it be Australia, Brazil, Russia, Israel? One of the marbles of the existing world showcase is just how much space is available for development on property for additional pavilions. Um, so it goes on to talk about, well, uh, of course, this doesn't mean that Norway has been safe from handing over its maelstrom attraction to Anna and Elsa of Disney's Frozen. Rather, Queen Elsa has annexed the current vacant lot located between Mexico and Norway pavilions for a project titled Frozen Meet and Greet Building. Let's just marinate on that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be, uh, they're saying it could be a place where the, um, they have a frozen meat great. Well, let me just, uh, before I comment, let me just finish the article. It's not that long, but it says, according to the file documents, a new th- one plus acre project consists of building, uh, an approximately 13,000 square feet facility that will house a Disney guest attraction and a women's restroom as well as a new 2,000 square foot modular type building that will replace one that needs to be demolished for the new project. In addition, two backstage parking spots with 18 spaces will be constructed. Judging by the illustration and aerial photographs included in the filing, it appears the new facility will have its own direct access to World Showcase Lagoon area and will not connect directly with the existing Norway Pavilion. Of course, a number of floors will be a factor, but to give an idea of the new building size, a Google search for 13,000 square feet usually results in the keyword mansion. So a little bit of rumor, a little bit of speculation, a little bit of, uh, you know, talks about the plans. Um, so basically, I guess Maelstrom's kind of taken, uh, being annexed as part of the this project site for the new Arendelle. Uh, we kind of talked about this, uh, on a previous show, man. Do, do you have any initial thoughts on this whole well, thing? I'm not cool with the idea of an imaginary country getting its own pavilion. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one thing, like I have no problem with them in, in infusing some of the characters in the park. And if they do keep, uh, if, if they do, and, and I believe this was my, uh, suggestion for what to do with the, the Norway ride Yeah, is you do it 
it's based a little bit off of the original spirit of Norway. Right. Maybe with a couple of improvements here. You go to the falls, the trolls send you backwards, you know, over the falls. And my idea was that, okay, then boom, you're in Arendelle. Right. And you let off in Arendelle and then you can explore. And that I would be cool with. And if this whole show building is not something that you can see from walking around the... Um, part of the, as part, you talk about as part of the World Showcase landscape. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I okay. don't want to see it like I see Mexico. I don't want it presented along with Mexico yeah. and uh, Japan and China and Germany as as being an actual country. Yeah. I don't want that. Uh, but I wouldn't mind it if they kept it hidden and it was something that you walked into and it was like, okay, I feel like I'm in Arendelle. Yeah. Now, I like that would be fine. But I mean, you know. Kind of like in Harry Potter. And I don't, well, you haven't seen the Harry Potter thing, but when you walk into Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you, you're on the waterfront, I guess, of downtown London or something like that. And then you, you walk through this little passageway and you're in Diagon Alley with yes. some Harry Potter movies. Right. Probably something like that would be kind of neat because you can't really see it as part mm-hmm. of the world, uh, universal landscape. Right. You know, so it's kind of hidden, which actually, you know, I agree with that. I think I mentioned that on the show before. I think mm-hmm. that'd be an excellent way to do this transition. And and I think that would be perfect. And I would have no issue with that whatsoever. But if this is going to be something to where you can see um, Elsa's castle yeah. <laughs> along with, uh, you know, um, the Eiffel Tower and um, they're going to make it part of the uh, Illuminations finale. Right. I, show. <laughs> I don't want to see. I just don't want to see that. I mean. I, look, I get it. It's hot right now. I yeah. I think it's gonna it's gonna wear off eventually. Yeah. I don't know that you're gonna need a whole building for Anna and Elsa after a while. Yeah, people's tastes move on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people let it go. Yeah, so, uh, I do think that um, that this is gonna lose its steam at some point. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I don't. I, I would like to see how they're gonna do this before I pass judgment. But I can understand people who are up in arms about this saying, "Wait a minute, you can't have an imaginary." country join mexico and norway and yeah. germany and whatnot so i'm just sitting here thinking you know as you're poking it just popped into my head okay so um little mermaid it took a long time for them to get some kind of an attraction for little mermaid right right and so finally she has one and it's probably going to stick around for a while because that movie has been stu- uh, has stuck around for a good long while you know, right my right. kids love watching that movie now mm-hmm. and i'm sure that'll just keep on going year after year as it gets recharged by new generations watching it Lion King was probably one of the last movies that really grossed at the box office and it's really taking off on Broadway. And, you know, ever since they came out with the 3D thing, it's really gotten a resurgence. One of probably one of the biggest things. And usually when they talk about Frozen, they compare it back to Lion King as probably one of the last big, big blockbuster movies that they came out with. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? What does Lion King have other than just uh, the, the Legend of the Lion King and Animal Kingdom? Yeah. They're included in PhilharMagic. Yeah, you see him bits and pieces in PhilharMagic. Yeah. Um, is there like a big land, just like, you know, is there a, a major attraction, like a ride-through attraction, kind of like Ariel or what may be Frozen? Does it deserve, is it deserving as much as Frozen to have its own little thing? Or do you think what it has is good enough? I think, well, well I, I've never been a fan of Festival of the Lion King to yeah. start with. But, I said um, legend. I meant festival. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to correct you. Yeah, it's okay. You can correct me. <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect. I'm only human. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I'm not even a big fan of that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm fine with uh, Lion King being included as it is. I think it had its moment. Yeah. And, uh, we watched that the other day. Lion King? We, yeah, we, we did. We went back and watched. We were going, you know, and... and 
since we're supposed to be going within the next uh, two weeks now, yeah, um, we've been trying to make sure Lily gets to see all the movies that we know are going to be represented um, while we're in in Disney. So yeah. we've watched Aladdin, we've watched um, Lion King, we've watched Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, yeah, um, and uh, actually recently Song of the South. Ah, we watch cool. that as well. So we're trying to get her familiar with some of the characters because I mean a lot of you know, she knows the main characters, but mm -hmm. there are ancillary characters there, right? You know, such as being able to see uh, Gaston, right, or being able to see, um, you know, I don't know, like Rafiki. Uh, the Seven Dwarves and stuff, I guess so. Right? Yeah, so kind of like the same thing, right? So uh, we've been we've been kind of kind of getting her acclimated to that and watching The Lion King again. I don't know. I don't know that it was that great of a movie after yeah. all. I mean, it, it had its moments, you know. I think it's the music from that movie that really uh, has stuck around and a lot of people love. Well, I mean, okay, so you got um, I Can't Wait to Be King and you've got um, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Um, da, 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 da. Can you feel Can the you love? Can you feel love tonight? Okay. Um, the, the Lou Owl thing. <laughs> If you're hungry for some drink, I don't know. That's not a real song, but I, no. I actually like that little. I was gonna say, any better than uh, Circle the, of Life? Yeah. Oh, okay, Circle thing, of yeah. Life. Okay, good, good, good choice on yeah. that one. I don't know. I mean, I think it has a good message. Yeah. And I do think you see that movie used a lot in in the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, but I, I, oh, I, they have symbiosis too. Yes. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, is it symbiosis? Is that what it's called now? The the. Um, the, the 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 movie in the land. I forgot. I guess it used to be called Symbios. But you're yeah, right. No, 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 no. I know. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's Timon and Pumbaa, and it's um, uh, it's Circle of Life something or not, it's like Circle Life Theater. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now that you say that, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's upstairs. I've never seen it. That's one of those that I, I, I tend to ignore whenever we go over there. Like, you know, one of those, we talked about rides that we've never done and probably will never do. Right, right. Um, that was it. <laughs> that, that's definitely it. <laughs> I think I saw it once and I, and, you know, it, I, it had a cute little message, but it didn't, and, you know, it, it's not something that I want to go back and see. I mean, it's cool. You know, I'll, I I don't mind it. It doesn't really bother me. But um, you know, it's not something that I, I make a a beeline to do every time. It's like Circle of Life, an environmental fable. Oh, I mean that's what it is. Yeah, it used to be called Symbiosis. I remember that. Yeah, the, uh, the, your, your life with the land and everything else. I thought it was pretty cool. But anyway, yeah. All right, so Lion King, you know, has all that kind of stuff. Um, so Frozen's getting this little. I don't know according to the article, it seems like it's a little meet and greet i'm looking at the pictures it doesn't really tell me much you know, it just no. kind of tells me what the building is going to kind of look like but it gives you an idea of the scope of it and it is it's almost like a brand new pavilion yeah yeah it's the size of, of what looks to be a brand new pavilion and what's intriguing about that is like okay you got your meet and greet area but it also says you're going to have a new attraction right well if you already have uh the dark ride through yeah that you're going to get uh with i guess you know when they take over maelstrom mm-hmm which who knows what we're going to be getting out of that, I suppose. Um, what are you, what do you think they're going to put there? Hmm. I mean, it can't be a roller coaster of any type. You can't do another dark ride on top of a ride. Simulator kind of thing? Perhaps. Maybe. Simulator? Would perhaps? you want a simulator attraction? Is there a simulator attraction? They haven't done one in a while. Yeah. But... Um, you know, I suppose it's possible. I suppose you could do something like that. I'm trying to think of um, 
a different type of, of, of deal that you could pull off. Because uh, it's not a lot of space for a meet and greet and an attraction. Uh, well, you can't do a restaurant because, uh, you know, Akashus is right there. Okay. Um, looking at the picture. And listeners, we'll post this picture and maybe you, you all can uh, speculate with kind of blue sky it with us. Um, I'm looking at this thing that kind of looks like uh, parking spaces, but I guess that's like the women's stall or something, the bathroom. <laughs> what about like maybe like one of those living character initiative kind of things where you're talking to Olaf or something? Oh, that'd be cool. Or like a theater? Perhaps. Kind of in the vein of um, Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit, the uh, kitchen cabaret <laughs> kind of thing. I miss that. Oh, I love that thing, man. It was great. Or Food Rocks. That thing kind of animatronic theater maybe? Mm-hmm. Using the new animatronic. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Why not? A puppet show? Would you want a puppet show kind of like they do at Disney Junior? Mm, probably not. Probably no. not. Because you'd have to sit on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids could do it. I have trouble sitting on the floor, but you know, my girls want to see it, so I'll, I'll probably be there sitting on the floor and then be with a few parents that have trouble getting up because <laughs> I just don't exercise. But um, um, yeah, it's an interesting layout, man. I'm sure the listeners have seen this these pictures and stuff, but I'd be curious to see what comes of it. Um, I'm wondering, you know, what they have to, uh, what they're going to put in the former Maelstrom space. Well, that's the thing. I mean, is it going to be the the Maelstrom ride that we're familiar with, just an overlay of of um, frozen characters, or are they going to go like in a whole new direction with this? Yeah, you know what they're going to do. I, I know what they're going to do. Okay, in the space, it's going to be a theater where it's going to be kind of like Maelstrom, but you actually see the movie first, so you can't mm-hmm. bypass it. <laughs> and then you go see Frozen. So if you have want to go see Frozen, you have to watch the film that everybody keeps bypassing. That's what it is. Okay. You just stand. It's it's part of the queue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like the queue in uh, the Chinese theater in the Great Movie Ride, where you go mm-hmm. have the switchbacks and you watch the film. That's what they're going to do there. Interesting. Yeah. So that right. that'll be fun. Well, and people can't get you know if they want to see Frozen, you got to stand and watch that movie. <laughs> that's well, what it is book that kevin's calling that's it. right i'm calling it i'm calling it so we'll see what happens whenever they get around to opening it all right so if you have any thoughts on the new herondale thing that you've seen um this is probably the shortest hub we've ever done man yeah <laughs> but i mean you know it's, what more can we say about that I mean, we kind of agree on the same thing we we'd love to see we'd love to see actual countries come in you know now granted Arendelle might have the spirit of norway but mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Will this lead to other lands coming? You know, are we going to get an Agrabah? <laughs> well, you know, I, we're going to get, I don't know, which, would, would you think this sets a precedent for you having other future fake countries come in to play? <laughs> I don't know. You're, I think you're right, though. Maybe we could put an Agrabah back. But although we already have one in the Magic Kingdom, you already kind of have yeah, Agrabah. Yeah, you kind of have Agrabah there. Um, man, it's just kind of hard to say. Uh, you know, there's always an argument that you want to put see and see other countries go in there, and I'd love to see that, just because you know uh, it's been the same countries for year after year. And one of the things that really appealed to me about uh, World Showcase was the fact that it kept adding countries. You know, I remember when Norway wasn't around. I remember when uh, uh, Morocco wasn't around. It's like, oh, we're getting a new country. Let's see what it is. I can't mm-hmm. wait for it to open. You know, oh man, Norway's got a ride. Oh, awesome. You know, yeah. boat ride. You know, they haven't done something like that. And I still think that they can really. Now, granted, World Showcases can get crowded, especially during food and wine. Uh, and if they were to add more countries, just make it worse. But I think you know, if you're going to close the front of the future world a little bit earlier than World Showcase, I mean, why not? I mean, let's let's put some countries in. You know, I, I kind of look at it from the standpoint of um, I like the idea of, of taking care of the countries that you've got first. 
Right. Because some of those countries have, have gotten a bit stale and could use a little something. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of what they did in Mexico. I, I didn't have a problem so much with them adding in, uh, you know, updating the attraction, but I felt like Three Caballeros was a poor, poor, poor substitute. Yeah. Um, you know, Norway, I can understand what they're going there, but Germany still doesn't have a ride. Yeah. Italy, I mean, if you go to Italy, I mean, it, really, you go to Germany, it's really nothing to do over there unless you're, you're planning on going to the beer garden. Yeah, which is fun, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, same thing with Italy. There's really nothing to do over there in Italy, yeah. period, unless you're planning on eating there. Japan, same way. Yeah. I mean, they had the cool gift shop, but, you know, they have great food, and that's pretty much it. They should right. other stuff, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, where what holds you to those pavilions? Nothing. So, I, I would love to see, especially when they have all that space, take care of those pavilions first, kind of add a little bit more yeah. life to them, a little bit more... I mean, you want to manage, just think, just jumping off of what you just said, I mean, just if you want to manage the crowds and the stuff gets crowded, mm-hmm. I mean, those having adding those attractions, I think would be great crowd gobblers, man. Get them out of the way. You know, you get more people into that area. You know, it's not so discouraged and you can you know, get them into the shops. You make your money kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just having those little extra attractions added to the existing pavilions, I think would be a definite boon to... Um, I guess business, you know, overall aspect. You know, you spend the money to put it in, but also I think you're going to make it back pretty quickly because you're going to allow more people to get back there mm-hmm. and more people to stick around and stay. You know, I mean, granted, everybody wants to stay for illuminations, but at the same time, you know, why why not give them something to do while they're waiting for illuminations to happen? Well, right. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, you keep trading in on that one thing over and over again. Yeah. I mean, the, the fireworks show. Hey, it's it's. I love illuminations. Illuminations is is, is great. Oh, but yeah. I mean, when when Epcot closes down, like, and, and you have those extra magic hours, right? What's the point of going to World Showcase? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. really, what's the point? Of, no, all the vendors are shut down, right? For the most part. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I can't think of a vendor that's open or a restaurant that would be open where you can kind of go in and, you know, still eat and drink around the world. You can't do it. You're pretty much forced to the front, which is Future World and, and the limited amount of attractions that they have, right? Um, so anyway, all, all that being said is I would prefer to see them go ahead and give a little bit of TLC to the attractions that they have, uh, I mean, not attractions, the attractions that they don't have, I should say. Right. And, uh, take care of the countries that haven't really had anything for you to go visit in right. a long, long, long time. Huh, yeah, I gotcha. And if they were to put in some fictional countries and we kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the hub, if they did it correctly to where, you know, you can't really see it, maybe mm-hmm. a hint of it in the landscape, but you couldn't really tell it was there. And then you go through the pavilion itself and all of a sudden you're, you go through some passage, secret passageway or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're transported into a little bit of fantasy. I, I think I'd be okay with that. You yeah, know? I'd be okay with that with, with Arendelle. I don't know what else could you do that with. I mean, like we, we uh, pointed out Agrabah with uh, Morocco. Morocco, I yeah. I suppose you can go that route if you wanted to. Um, I can't think of, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch the movies and see if there's anything that was fictional that yeah. I wouldn't mind visiting. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, as long as you don't stretch it, like you go into Germany and all of a sudden you're in Dagobah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> as right. long as you're not, uh, you know, stretching it to that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, there was a portal and. You can't really do it. You, you can't really do it with France because, uh, what's it? Um, um, uh, what's the name of that movie with the rat? Uh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just having such terrible brain farts today on this recording, but it's mm-hmm. okay. It makes me human. Uh, Ratatouille was take, took place in Paris. So, I mean, you know. Um, and, well, and you've already got the perfect attraction to go back there anywhere. Yeah, you, anyway. you got the three, the, one of the classic 360 things, man. So mm-hmm. you're good to go with that. Um, anyway, yeah, send us your thoughts, man, magicourway at gmail.com, and I'll have other ways that you can contact us, but I'd be curious to know what you guys thought of the new Arendelle thing. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that music is exactly what you heard. We have a third segment segment this week on our show. And uh, we that means we have two emails or ex- emails from a listener. So we want to definitely give you guys a shout out and thank you for writing in. Uh, but anyway, the first email is from Tracy Robin. And, you know, she's writing in with a little petition. If you're interested in this, I'll go ahead and read the email. She says, hello, my name is Tracy. I'm emailing you today because I have an important Disney petition to share with you. Plus another one I want you to sign as well. So read carefully below and agree. The petition is for saving Flick and Princess Ada as permanent characters at Walt Disney World. Flick recently retired from meet and greets by It's Tough to Be a Bug at Animal Kingdom back in March 2012. And Doug and Russell replaced him. And Flick and Princess Ada could only be seen in the Pixar Pals Countdown to Fun Parade at Hollywood Studios, which ended on April 6, 2013. Now Flick is not appearing in Walt Disney World anywhere. And we want to see him again. Here's a petition, and she provides a link for the petition, which I'll put in the show notes in case you're interested in this. It would be great if you could sign it and send it to your friends and family who would be willing to help. And don't worry about donation, the donation thing after signing it. Just ignore it. Thank you for your support, and I really appreciate it. Plus, if you like it, please also sign this Disney petition right here as an extra. And it's another one about uh, making Disney Pixar sequel of A Bug's Life. You know, make sure they bring out A Bug's Life too. Um, so that she just goes on. She doesn't have her email saved or anything else. She's just looking for, you know, she's petitioning for this petition to save these characters. So if you're interested, we'll put these links and stuff and you can sign a petition and everything else. Um, thank you for writing in. We definitely do appreciate it. You know, they are, they do kind of disappear around the landscape, didn't they? Yeah. I, I, I've seen them at animal kingdom a couple of times. I can't sit here and tell you how often, but they're still there in that attraction. So it's not like they're completely gone. At least I know Flick is. I don't remember Princess Ada being in there. What you're talking about? Uh, the Bug's Life? Yeah, the uh, yeah Bug yeah Bug's Life. Tough to be a bug. Tough to be a bug. Thank right, you. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think that the 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 characters, the way it works out with the Animal Kingdom Park, they should have. You know, I they should have an, uh, animal um, animal characters animal the, characters yeah. there. Like, I don't think it's as important to see Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy. I'm, I'm sure there are going to be people who want to see that, right? But I think uh, seeing uh, Russell and Doug from yeah. um, from Up is is good. I think seeing Flick uh, is good. I think seeing um, oh, what you call it, uh, Rafiki? Yeah, Rafiki is really the only walk around character I can think of off the top of my head for Lion King. That yeah. Uh, Which he's great. I like. Yeah. I, I like seeing Rafiki. So I mean, and oh, who else you get? Louis. Uh, oh King yeah, Louis's yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, King well. Louis. Yeah, that'd be great too. So I, I'm not sure what you know where he is in the uh, in the, where they are in the rotation, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I kind of agree in the sense I wouldn't mind seeing him there, but I got to be honest, I didn't even. Yeah, that that's something that was it's so far off my radar. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, apparently to Tracy, it's very important. So we'll post that in case anybody's interested. And if so, then yeah, by all means, support that. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about, we didn't get a chance to get to this on last week's show, but um, we're going to bring you part two of Chris Sullivan's uh, second and third days at Walt Disney World for the Christmas holiday. So I'll go ahead and just read straight from his email. And again, I'll post the pictures and stuff to uh, our show notes so that you have a chance to check it out while I'm reading along. But anyway, I'll go ahead and continue. It says, uh, Kevin and Danny updating you on the second and third days of Walt Disney World for the Christmas holiday. Day two, we were in the Magic Kingdom for Extra Magic Hour. We were there for Rope Drop at 7 a.m. in hopes to ride the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. We made our way back through Fantasyland just to find that the ride was down. Bummer. (laughs) 
Now, hopefully it doesn't happen when we go. Uh, anyway, we rode some of the other rides in Fantasyland, and when we checked back at about 7.30, the mine train was running. Good. The ride is okay for a Fantasyland coaster, not too scary, so the little ones can enjoy it. The dark ride area w- was really impressive, and there was so much going on that you would have to ride it multiple times to catch everything. Okay, not too bad. I'm looking forward to that, you know. Uh, the park decor and entertainment was great, and the new hangars for the wreaths on Main Street allow for a much better view of the ice-covered castle. You know, we didn't mention that uh, during the holiday, any of the holiday shows, but they, I remember them talking about they were going to redo how they hung the wreaths on Main Street so you can get a better view of the castle. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I, somebody had mentioned that, and I forgot to check it out. But, yeah, he didn't include any pictures here. but um, Or actually, he did. And you can In one Main Street scene, you can kind of see – um, the hangers for the new wreaths. So you, can, you know, I can kind of see that. Not too bad. Anyway, he goes on. Uh, he, he also puts a picture of himself on Seven Doors Mine Train. So it looks like a, a ride shot coming out of the mine. You know, one of the things, maybe he got it through uh, PhotoPass Plus or something. But anyway, uh, after that, then we were off to Epcot for a reservation at a restaurant we had never tried before, Via Napoli. Have you ever tried Via Napoli? That's the one with the uh, the oven roasted piece. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said the atmosphere and selection were very good, and the food was even better. The calamari was light and crisp, and the pizza was a nice, thin, crisp crust. Boy, these got me. I love calamari. Mm. Um, the portion sizes, again, were bigger than we thought, as a personal pizza could easily feed, too. I was thinking about that. Like, we were, like I'm not a big fan of calamari, but, I mean, not not... not not from the standpoint I've ever had it before, just because yeah. I'm not big on eating octopus. Uh, but I'm sure if I've had it, I, if I had it, I probably would like it. But yeah. he's right about those pizzas and the crispy crust. Uh, yeah. and, and it was great portions, too. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I love squid, so that's a, that's a good thing to eat, especially if it's cooked right. Yeah, well, yeah. that's probably why I have not gone near it. <laughs> yeah, and he includes a picture of his calamari with a, a marinara sauce that comes with it, so... Mm. Uh, let's see, going on. He said, we caught Sergio the Mime out in front of the Italy, Italy Pavilion. It was the same show as on YouTube, but seeing it live was much better. I wound up being the guy who couldn't make a basket. So this is a new guy, the Mime. Or has he been there for a while? Sergio the Mime. I don't or remember. Or is he the one that replaced the uh, sisters, the ZD sisters? I don't remember the Mime. I do remember there being somebody else out there besides the sisters. Yeah. Do believe that there was a guy over there? You know, I I, I want to say Sergio the Mime has been oh, there for a while. Oh yeah, he has been there for. A while. I, in fact, I saw him at, at uh, by um, yes uh, Dumbo and stuff. I'm looking at a picture of him and it's like he's got oh, the soccer yeah, balls. Yeah, he's got this. I remember him. I mean, he does the plates oh, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and he communicates with the whistle. That's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was connecting whistle. I'm like, maybe I'm thinking of the people in France. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We got our bearing straight. We know. Remember Sergio. So did you. Anyway, as far as Fast Pass Plus and the Magic Bands, we had no issues. All of our Fast Passes activated when we arrived at the attractions. The only time we had an issue was when the, we parked hopped. It seemed that my band was the only one that did not register at the new park. There was always a supervisor readily available, so we were never stopped for more than a minute or two. Well, good for you, man. That's pretty good. You know, too bad. Uh, to wrap up day two, we attended Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Have you ever done that? Yes. I've never done that. And one day I'll have to go down during that season and, and check it out. You do. I mean, you haven't done Halloween either. I haven't done the Halloween thing, man. The you booty should. You. I want to see that parade. But one day I will. 
anyway, I continue with uh, Chris's uh, email. We arrived around 4 p.m. with the party starting at 7 p.m. We all obtained wristbands and took our time through Tomorrowland riding the People Mover and then seeing the Carousel of Progress as these are two attractions we can't get in at Disneyland. At about 6.30, we headed back towards Storybook Circus knowing that the Jack Skellington meet and greet would start at about a half hour prior to the start of the party. There was already a line and the queue took about 45 minutes to get through, but it was worth it to see Sandy Claus. The cast member was great and really was playing up the character well. The party itself was also very well organized with many stations for cookies and hot chocolate. The lines for characters did move pretty slow, but we were able to get quite a few in just in the storybook circus alone. We actually stayed in the back of the park to see the fireworks show rather than to try to fight the crowds to get up to Main Street, which, you know, I don't mind that viewing spot either. Mm. You know, even though you don't get to see it in uh, in the backdrop of the castle, but just being surrounded by it all is actually kind of neat. It is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the music was piped in everywhere and the shells were going up right behind us and exploding right over our heads. An amazing show. And so he puts a, he has a picture of his band from Very Merry Christmas Party and his picture for Jack Skeleton and the stuff from that particular night and the little mice from Cinderella. So that's actually kind of cool. And, and, and Santa Goofy, which is kind of cool. And he goes on to say, we ended the night by seeing the late parade, which was still crowded, but most likely not as bad as the early one. The parade, as it was with the Halloween parade at Magic Kingdom, blew the doors off the Christmas fantasy parade in Disneyland. It seemed to go on forever with float after float appearing from around the hub. The snow on Main Street was the perfect kiss goodnight. I would recommend paying the extra amount for the Christmas party ticket as the crowds were definitely reduced and the event was well worth admission price. And I think you've mentioned that party before. That's definitely worth uh, every penny of it, huh? Most of those parties are. I, th- I thought, well, and they don't do Pirate and Princess anymore. Yeah. Uh, and but- I, I, I went to that one. That was the only party I went to. Oh, really? And how'd you like it? I liked it. I thought it was really, really cool. And that's what these parties offer you. Like, you know, you can go online and watch the, the video of the parades. And, and Grant, uh, you know, it's not the same as being there, but it's just the overall atmosphere. Right. It's it, the- go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I just realized, you know, that they canceled the Pirate and Princess thing. There's not really a party event like that in the summer, is there? No anymore i wish they would because you know for a lot of people that can't really get away during those times of year it'd be nice to have something in the summer for a lot of people travel like teachers and stuff or whatever else to be able to uh, participate in something like that oh absolutely i'm disappointed there's nothing for me like you know i I was talking um to to lee our official travel agent yeah about how disappointed i am that we're going to be going up there one of my daughter's favorite movies is nightmare before christmas right well jack's out for halloween all the way through christmas yeah but after that he's gone yeah, yeah. They don't bring them back. And, um, you know, it'd be nice if they had a hard ticket event. I guess they just weren't making any money off of it. So. Yeah, I guess not. Man. But it'd be nice to have something in the summer. Uh, but anyway, let's go on. He goes on to day three, and he's got some incredible pictures of food, which I'm about to read about. Let's see. Day three, we're back at Epcot in the morning for extra magic hour, and we're lucky enough to get to see the Voices of Liberty perform, which is a great singing group. Great singing group at the uh, uh, the, the American Adventure. Um, they were amazing and did a special holiday show with a mix of Christmas and Hanukkah songs. Oh, cool. The gingerbread Capitol building was a nice touch and not something we had heard about or, or expected to see. I don't think I saw that. Mm-mm. I remember seeing a log cabin that was gingerbread, but I don't remember seeing the Capitol. I have to find some pictures about that. But anyway, uh, actually, he, t- he has a picture of it in the email. We'll post that in the show notes. Man. He has a little gingerbread uh, Capitol building. It's kind of neat. <laughs> We also tried La Halle's Boulangerie and Patisserie 
for the first time for uh, the jambon buree sandwich. Jambon. <laughs> jambon. I totally said that. Butcher that. And I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> uh, but for, for the first time, the jambon buri sandwich was very good. And the bread was fresh and crusty. And he has a picture of that. And it looks absolutely amazing. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> uh, the pastries were the best part, though. We ordered the creme brulee as a seasonal item. The bouche de Noël. Both were delicious. But the bouche de Noël was the hands-down favorite. And I see the creme brulee, and Danny, you see the picture of the bouche de Noël. It looks pretty amazing. Yeah, that looks. It's we gotta eat. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think that's on. what it yeah, is. I think we're really hungry, and this is not helping. No, uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. We ended the day at Hollywood Studios because we had fast passes, and we heard about the Baymax meet and greet. The Baymax line was not too long, and the wait was about thirty to forty-five minutes. It was well worth the wait. Oh, it was, I'm sorry. It was well worth it as my daughter is a huge Baymax, Baymax fan. We looked all over the three parks and we were not able to find Baymax, uh, a Baymax stuffed animal. We asked and we were told that they had been sold out for a few months and they did not expect to ha- have any in until after the new year. I guess they underestimated the popularity of this movie as the Baymax sipper was selling out as well. We got our final pictures in front of the hat and then headed back to the hotel to pack for the cruise the next day. And he has a picture of his daughter with Baymax and the characters from that movie, which I still need to greatly see. And the Sorcerer hat, which is currently coming down in the Chinese theater. And he ends his email with, on a side note, we did order the Memory Maker package for photos just prior to the price increase. The additions they have made to the Memory Maker, such as the videos on rides and characters photobombing, definitely make the package well worth the price. That's it for now. In the next email, I'll tell you about the Christmas cruise on the Fantasy. In fact, he hasn't sent an email because I plan to have him on the show to tell us about the Fantasy. Oh, nice. So I'll have, get him to uh, maybe send over some pictures so we can post it in our show notes and you guys at home can listen through. But Chris, thank you for uh, sharing that with us. That was part two and three of his trip. You can listen to part one two shows ago on show number 63 and come uh, and check out his awesome idea for a piece of food in the park so guys we thank you for writing in and we definitely do appreciate it and if anybody else wants to do so stay tuned because we're about to tell you how to get in touch with us well you know what that music means danny means it's time to eat it is time to eat dude i am hungry and i'm ready to go ready to get this done so anyway we hope you enjoyed our short little show our interesting little show um, but anyway, a couple of things, man. If you want to get in touch with us, magicourway at gmail.com is one of the best ways to get in touch with us. Um, we'll usually respond to our emails, and we'll definitely read them on air if you give permission to. We'll even read your trip reports, whatever else, just like we did with Chris. Another way to get in touch with us is through our SpeakPipe. Uh, you can go to www.speakpipe.com forward slash magicourway, and you can click on the button and leave us a voice message there straight from your computer. Or if you go to our website, magicourway.com, you can, you'll see a little widget on the right-hand side and toward the middle of the page. Just click on that and a little a window will pop up and you'll be able to leave uh, a quick little voicemail, especially if you're reading along with our enhanced show notes and you have a quick little thought you want to shoot over to us, man. Just click that little widget and it'll pull up a recording thing. It's easy as one, two, three, man, and you're done. We get the message and we'll read it on the next show. And we definitely would love to hear you, y'all, you guys' thoughts on <laughs> any of our topics. And lastly, we got a toll-free number that you can call from any telephone, whether it be a mobile or landline. It is 1-844-HARAMBE. That is 1-844-HARAMBE. H-A-R-A-M-B-E. Uh, so anyway, yeah, definitely do that. 
Um, it, we're social media, man. Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram. We're all on those little different platforms. Find us there. If you don't want to go through each one of those things, you can go to our website on the upper right hand corner. You'll see little uh, pictures of the icons, the social icons. Click on that. It'll take you to our page instantly, and you can like it. It's easy again as one, two, and three, man. You're done and out. And you can go back to our page and follow along with our show while you listen to it and look at our show notes. A um, couple of different ways you can download our show. You can go to lips and magicourway.lipson.com. You can download us on iTunes and Stitcher on Blueberry and soon to be SoundCloud. Uh, on SoundCloud, we're going to post up back shows like I mentioned earlier in the show. So you can definitely, if you haven't checked out our show from show one, you can check out our show from show one. And I'm going to be posting those up maybe once a week and, and, and working on enhanced show notes for each of those shows. Um, also, too, our website, I've been mentioning it throughout the show, magic, www.magicourway.com. It is a work in progress, but it is up and live. I do know that some of the pictures in Chris's uh, trip report are not visible to some people, but I will fix that soon, guaranteed. But you can see all the different things. It's going to be kind of like a theme park. Every time you come back and visit, you're going to find something new. Um, we're working on uh, little bios. You can learn a little bit more about me and Danny. You can learn about the format of a show and how we came up with it. Uh, we have up different ways to contact us on there. We have everything that I just spoke to you here about on the website. So it's all a one-stop shop for everything magic our way. And we also have a little link and stuff for our friends, you know, so we'll have stuff from Lee and everything else. So definitely go back and check out our magicourway.com website. And one thing that I'm particularly proud of is our detailed show notes, man. You, as you're listening to our show, you kick play, and as you're scrolling down on the blog, you can read along with the show notes and click on the links and read the articles and watch the videos that I, we, Danny and I talk about on the show, and it just makes it for a much more enhanced, much more special uh, listening experience instead of, you know, listening into your car or whatever else. So I do that a lot sometimes, especially when I have podcasters do it, so I wanted to make sure I provide that for you guys. So anyway, man, is there anything else we need to pass on to the listeners? I think I pretty much covered it all. Do you have any parting words? That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope your week is better yes. than mine was. Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you guys, man. Please. Uh, oh, lastly, leave us a rating and review on any of those things, man. iTunes, Stitch, or whatever else. It just helps the show. and It's very, very easy. I provide a link so you can go straight to the show's website on iTunes and Stitcher and stuff and just uh, do a quick little couple of clicks, write a little something, something, you know. Uh, tell everybody how much you enjoy the Magic Our Way podcast. And that way it keeps us relevant in the shows and everything else. Um, oh, lastly, well, I can't really promote the, the whole podcast awards thing, so I'm not going to mention anything about that. But anyway, uh, I'll end with that note. And guys, thank you for listening to Magic Our Way show number 65. We look forward to talking to you on another show. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out.